Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. And we are the Marvel Movie Podcasters. And uh, today we are um, discussing, we're going to be having a conversation about uh, the movie Night Swim. But before we do that, Brandon uh, just who just got back from the movies today. I did. Uh, I did. Double feature. Going to discuss. Oh, before all right. Um, before we get into that, I just want to. Uh, I know that earlier this week uh, we didn't get to talk about it last year. Obviously, could just saw it. Uh, what were your thoughts on? Uh, what were your thoughts on um, the Iron Claw? Oh man, that that's a heartbreaking film. Look, I I consider myself a little bit of a wrestling historian like you a little bit, <laughs> but I mean, I, there are some things I didn't know. And I, mm-hmm. I do know what Kevin said about his dad as the one aspect he didn't like. He said it wasn't true. I don't know if he's covering for his father, if it's actually the truth. Um, but as far as the brothers, I knew once the first brother died, I knew where it was going to go. And it, it did. But I did not know that Kerry actually beat Ric Flair. Uh, for the title, then had his motorcycle accident. And I don't know. I, I, that sounds Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. That he, but I, I don't know. I, I don't even like. I didn't remember Carrie that, that that far back. I remember Kevin that far back, but not Carrie. I remember Carrie mostly for the Texas tornado in the WWF at the time. But I, I thought it was a the best thing A twenty four has ever done. And I think that's saying a lot because they're mainly known for horror. But I really did. I thought it should have been nominated for Best Picture. Uh, it's definitely the best wrestling movie ever made. Uh, I mean, there's really not that many great ones other than The Wrestler. Um, but yeah, it's not I, the best wrestling movie ever made. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought Zac Efron was great. I thought the guy that played Carrie was great. I thought all the brothers, the, the yeah. guy that played Mikey, once he gets hurt and he wakes up from the coma and he's not all there. I just thought he did a ter- tremendous job. And I, I love the guy that played the father, but I kind of want to give love for the mother. I remember her in Liar Liar in Primary Colors. And I really hadn't seen much of her since the 90s. But I thought she was really, she had some uh, interesting story arcs in the movie as well. I thought everyone had, had a role and they were near perfect. Honestly, yeah. the whole family. It's a great oh, family what- story. She wasn't. She wasn't in. Um, she's not in. Uh, I, I'm. I confuse her with the lady that was in. Uh, uh, what is it called? Um, Dogma. That's not her from Dogma, right? No. She was. But I know the the lady that's in this movie. She always plays the sarcastic type of role in, in certain things. Yeah. I thought she did a really good job. Uh, I do want to mention now, I don't know his name, but I know he's in the show, The Bear, uh, which I just kind of started, I started watching a little bit of an episode because, because I thought he did a great job as Carrie Von Eric so much in this movie that I wanted to see more of him. So, yeah, I tell you what, I see the picture of him next to Pee Wee Herman. It was fake. They they were saying he was his son. Of course, Pee Wee doesn't have kids. I think he would be a great Pee Wee Herman. He kind of looks like Pee Wee, you know. And, and you think really all, be Paul, being Paul Rubin, then dealing with. I think he can do it. 
Yeah, I do. I thought he was great as Kerry. I, I he, you said he won an award for the Bear. Uh, well, yeah, he won an award for the show The Bear. Uh, and I watched a little bit of the episode, and from what I was watching, uh, I was like, I want to see more of this. And I and I believe he's also in the show called Shameless. Well, he was in the show called Shameless, which I've never seen that either. Uh, but I heard that that's a really good show. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, he, he did an excellent job. Now, I do want to mention that they did combine. Essentially, they, they didn't add all the boys. So there's another son named Chris Bonnet, who uh, was, uh, you know, a younger brother. Uh, but he uh, he also committed suicide um, shortly after the death of Mike. So after Mike hey. died, uh, this one died, and then the last one that died was Carrie. I think. I think. Yeah, yeah. Carrie yeah. was the last one. Okay, which one that couldn't wrestle, but they forced him to. So uh, that was a little. So Mike and Chris. So what they did is they took Chris Bonnet and and broke his story up between Mike and Carrie. So there's a little bit of both in in there, in 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 both of their stories. Uh, as far as like by death by via. Uh, Suicide by Gunshot, that was uh, Chris and Carrie, but they just combined that with Carrie. And I think Kevin found Chris. He didn't find Carrie, so they just combined combined that with Carrie, you know, as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, and they uh, they also uh, with Chris. Well, with, I think it's Chris or my Chris had like uh, asthma or something. Like, he had issues. Uh, like with breathing or whatnot, I think I might be wrong. Uh, I'm a rest, re, true wrestling historian, you know for sure. Um, but also, um, uh, Mike had bone issues. One of them had bone issues, and and broke. And I think it's Mike that really did. He broke his shoulder just doing a drop kick, like just a simple move, and shattered his his. You know, and then he ended up getting. Uh, Attempted shot and went to a coma, and it created uh, mental, like, 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 kill brain cells. Essentially, became like, uh, essentially handicapped, and yeah. um, and um, and he just couldn't cope with that. And he really didn't want to wrestle. It, it wasn't really his drive. And I thought that even though he says that they didn't really portray the father correctly, I would say that uh, Fritz uh, von Eric or Jack, Jack Senior. I guess, uh, was, uh, also there was Jack Jr. That is true. They had an older brother that died of, uh, got electrocuted. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think that Fritz, I think most of that is quite true. And Fritz learned how to, re he learned how to wrestle, I think, by Stu Hart or, or like Calvary. Calvary. Yeah. He went to Calvary. And then, so if you think the way, and, and it's funny, because you think the way that Stu kind of raised his kid, you kind of see that mirrored with the way that Fritz kind of raised his kid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he 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 did a great job playing the father, and I, I I've seen him in a lot of stuff, but uh... Mindhunters on on Netflix is a great show. He's in it. He's one of the uh, detectives. It's an excellent show. It makes you. It's one of the scariest shows. Just scary because it deals with humanity and serial killers and the mind of serial yeah. killers. Just the creepiest, ickiest show. 
So. But yeah, I thought it was truly one of the best films of the year. I probably, if it would, I don't know if it would have beat Oppenheimer, but it would have beaten Bo is Afraid. Bo is, not, Bo is Afraid. Uh, it would have been my, at least my number two film of the year. Uh, I thought I it was it. near perfect. I mean, I really do. I, I yeah, I'd I, give it one out of five. I thought I thought it was a uh, oh, only the only flaw I have with it is the casting of Rick Flair. I thought that yeah. they could have done a good job with casting him, although he wasn't major in it. But they did such a good job with the casting of Harley Race, and then uh, MJF. Did you see MJF's cameo? No, I thought he got cut. No, no, he's in there. Uh, he so he plays uh. Is the one that uh, when uh, Kevin was trying to get tagged and the and the guy in the ring was showboating him and oh, okay. flexed, that was MJF. Uh, he's playing uh, I forget the name of that Von Eric. It's a Von Eric that isn't really a Von Eric. He just Lance Von Eric or something like that. It's like uh, a, a a fake cousin, you know, type of thing. Yeah. It's one of those type of things. I also so, yeah. like the casting of the Freebirds. I would have oh, loved to see more of I like that. I like to see a movie about them. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, but yeah, I it was just a tragic film, but it was it was very entertaining. And it as far as what I knew about Devon Eriks, it, it lived up to what I was expecting. Um, which I don't know a great deal about. I knew more about Carrie than any of them, but uh, you know, I, I remember you know, WCCW a, a little bit. I think it was on ESPN at one yeah. time. Uh, as a little kid, I would watch it. But I remember know, I, seeing uh, Ultimate Warrior there when he was uh, uh, the Dingo Warrior or something like that. Uh, it was him and uh, him and Sting. Uh, so I yeah. think they kind of worked that territory a bit. I think uh, later on, I want to say uh, Taker got to start there. I uh, know Austin. Because Steve Austin is from that area, yeah, I think. and he, and he used to go to that. The, yeah, he, spoke, uh, he spoke a lot about Devon Eriks in in interviews, so I, I figured he was he either worked for him or he was really close to him. Hmm. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, but yeah, um, I thought it I thought it was great. I thought it was. I, I look forward to what's coming after this because you know they're going to make more. I think yeah. I've already heard the Guerreros family. Oh, there be. Yeah, I think that'd be more about Eddie, though, but the whole family would be nice. Um, I think the Hart family would probably get one. Dealing with that cursed family situation. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I I, could see it because, you know, what happened to Owen, what happened to the Bulldog. Mm -hmm. uh, and just that era, you know. But I, I look forward to what they do, eventually do. Um and I think A24 is moving away from horror a little bit to do more of these kind of biopics because The Rock is going to star as one of those UFC fighters or MMA fighters. Mm. Uh, so that's interesting for him uh, because that's going to be like his first big acting role other than playing himself, as people say, in like well, over a decade. What is like so Grid Gridiron Gang? What's your... Uh so what is your score? What'd you give this movie? Oh, I gave it a five out of five. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, other, than, uh, other than the Ric Flair bit, I didn't have any issues with. 
That was minor. It was not enough to dock it a dock it a star or merit or anything. Yeah. Um, all right, real quick. Uh, you just finished watching Be- the Beekeeper. Yeah, I was uh, excited for this one. Um, the trailer looked really good. I-, I was like, it's a January release. It's probably not going to be great. It's probably going to be your standard Statham action flick. It was not. Um, but well, it felt like the 90s came back but was heavily inspired by John Wick. And mm. I mean that is the big is the biggest compliment. <laughs> because if oh man, I I I think Schwarzenegger and, and Stallone would appreciate this kind of a film because it felt like one of their vehicles back in the day. And I I just I love Statham. To me this is Statham's best movie he's ever done. Mm. Like him starring in it, it, it it's I haven't seen a better film and I love Jeremy Irons in it. Um, Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games, Five Nights at Freddy's. He's I ain't gonna spoil anything. He he he's in it. Uh, uh, the only issue I have with the movie is the FBI story arc. It, it wasn't needed. They could have got away with not having one scene of that. But your woman that you really loves in it. Uh, you, you said they did a wrong in Creed. You won't be too pleased with that. What happens to her yeah. in this? <laughs> yeah, I know I what you're mean, talking about. Well, it's, it, the trailer shows that. So yeah, yeah, it showed that, and yeah, it's the whole reason everything happens. Yeah, I don't, I don't like when trailers do. Uh, like they, they don't have to do that, man. I think that it, it, it ruins things. Um, but you kind of know, so I'm not shocked about that. Felicia Rashad is who I'm, we're referring to. Uh, yeah, who I, I is, uh, uh, she played Claire Hustle, yeah, uh, wonderfully on the Cosby show for all those years. Just think if I had to describe this movie, just think John Wick set in the 1990s. Did it take place in the 90s? No, but that's just the, the feel, that's the vibe, uh, you know. Uh, you know, or just think of a Arnold Schwarzenegger or a Sylvester Stallone type vehicle back in the day, the, just put the Statham in it. The difference between Jason Statham and those other guys, before we move into what we're actually reviewing, uh, is the is he is able to like with, with like John Wick and with Equalizer would be the two that will compare it to. Yeah, as far it's a good like comparison. Someone, someone that's trying to go out and, and give revenge for something that was done. Um, the uh, the difference between the two are like those are so serious so serious and uh, you know uh whereas with i say with jason statham uh it's it's a popcorn type of he makes popcorn type of movies like that, yeah. that like like you enjoy just like check your turn up your brain and just enjoy and jason is jason statham is a compelling enough actor to kind of keep your attention so. yeah yeah when he's on screen you're glued uh, when it's going to the FBI, you're just like, come on, get past this. You know, and I, I, I can't help but, and there was an old guy that said it too after the movie was over. I couldn't help but think, man, this is, is this ripping off John Wick though? Is it, because I, I thought it myself. I was like, they're kind of ripping off John Wick a little bit. They're not using a dog, but they, they, it's kind of, it, it was heavily influenced by John Wick. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't have a problem with it. But there was this one guy after it was over that reminded me of John Wick. 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and and I say that with, you know, it's it's like an honor badge. I hadn't seen Statham really do something like this mm-hmm. since maybe the transporter. Honestly, uh, I think it's better than that. But I it, I say it with honor. I, I when I compare it to John Wick because I feel John Wick's the ultimate standard today in action movies. So, Everything is going to be compared. That type of film is always going to be compared to John Wick. Um, yeah. I, yeah. And um, you know this, even with horror films, if something is like lightning in a bottle, people are going to copy it. It's mm-hmm. what they did in horror in the back of the day. It's just it's just how things work. And it's, this film follows that formula. You know, this, even this, though, this guy. Uh, I don't know which one came out first, Equalizer or John Wick. And Equalizer is a remake. Of an old show. Uh, I want to say Equal- John Wick came out Equal- before Denzel's. Uh, John Wick came out twenty came out same year. Oh, did it? Yeah. So I don't know what was released first, but very similar movies, very similar concepts in the sense of. Uh, Why well, actually give the, Taken the, 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 the difference? Yeah, yeah. The one man, you go getting revenge. I think Taken started this formula. John uh, Wick a, just took it to another level. I think I think History of Violence started the formula. Uh, history, history of violence. violence. Yeah, yeah. The sense of you uh, you awakening a sleeping giant. You know, like you really like remember the movie Awake? Uh, 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 history of Violence. Yeah, I remember it. I... Yeah, like where he was a father at a restaurant. And uh, you know, and some people came in and started some trouble, and uh, and he essentially flipped that switch and became that that yeah. assistant, and like and was very violently violently killed people. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's just like same with uh, uh, Equalizer. He was a guy that essentially a retired old man working at like a, a Home Depot type of place, and um, finally decides to. You know they they keep keep pushing, and he's like, ah, I can't let. It's not pushing him, but he's like, hate to see other people get pushed around. It's very Reacher like, and yeah. like I hate to see other people get pushed around. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something about this. Uh, he doesn't like a bully, like I'm a bigger bully than you're a bully type of thing. And yeah. so, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I do like. But John Wick is the one that people will mark as that's what you are trying to be like. Um, yeah. But what's your score for it? Uh, I probably would give it a four out of five. Four out of five. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Well, we're gonna go ahead and get into our actual movie that we're we watched and reviewed for this week, which is Night Swim. Uh, a movie about a haunted swimming pool. Um. Sounds stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> It sounds uh, sounds compelling, but stupid at the same time. It it, it, it sounds well. You know how with the title of Cocaine Bear, you're getting exactly what you think you're going to get. You're going to get a bear hopped up on cocaine, killing people. That's what you're going to get. Nice swim. You think you're like, oh, hottest swim pool, which you get it, but. But do you? Uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Well, um, I, well I, what I will say I love about this movie 
there was one scene I absolutely loved, and I believe James Wan filmed it as the opening. Before, before we, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, let me, so let's real quick. Came out 2024, it's PG-13. Um, it's an hour and 38 minutes. Uh, now, I did see that uh, uh, Jeremy John said it felt like, felt longer. Um, and yeah. And, and I can see that it did drag in some parts. Uh, a woman swimming in her pool at night is terrorized by an evil spirit. That's not really a good tagline. I would no. say a family moving into a house finds something evil around their swimming pool. I don't know. Evil How lurking did, in the depths of their pool. Just take the concept of the remake of an Amityville Horror, and it's pretty much what you got with a swimming pool. Pretty much. Yeah, funny. Watching this, totally, the whole time, I was getting Amityville Horror vibes. Me too. Literally, Me too. Uh, mainly, mainly the vibes of uh, the one with um, Ryan Reynolds. I just really was thinking that the whole time I was watching it. Um, but uh, we got Wyatt Russell as uh, Ray Waller, Carrie Condon as Eve Waller, and then the children, um, uh, Emily Harper, uh, whatever, and Izzy. Uh, and then Gavin Warren is Elliot. And I'm not going to name the other people really in the cast. Um, but uh, I will say what what stood out to me was, like you said, the very beginning, the, yep. the code open with, uh, with the kid. This is spoilers for this movie, if you haven't watched it. Um, with the kid uh, and the... Um, the kid and, and, and going into the swim pool and seeing like the boat and things like that. And, and very, it very, it, it was creepy. I, I would give them that. There are some scenes that they shot with the swimming pool that came off actually creepy and they mm-hmm. good, good use of the environment. You know what I mean? Very yeah. good use of the environment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I wish they wouldn't have called it night swim. Uh, they could have just called it the pool. Or uh, something else, because some of the some of the best horror in the movie doesn't take place at night, but it takes place during the day. Like especially the scene with the kid by himself swimming, that was the most suspenseful scene to me. Uh, it was very suspenseful to, for me. Um, I don't know about yourself. I really only felt suspense in the opening, honestly. Um, I. And I actually felt that was directed by James Wan, uh, that opening scene. It gave me Jaws vibes, the way the girls kept shake, uh, going left to right. It, it reminded me of the Christie attack scene. Um, it was very well lit. It, it was very, it was really good cinematography there. Um, but that was really the only suspenseful moment I had during watching it. I just kept feeling, I felt like I was watching the Amityville Horror film and just with a swimming pool. Now, uh, I want to explain this to people as well. This would be the second, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the second collaboration between James Wan and Jason Blum with the Blumhouse, right? The first being Megan. Megan was the first initial, which was a hit. uh, But I, I think that, I think that one, what had that one go viral was a dance scene and there's certain things that made it go viral, made that kind of become like what it is. Um, but this one, 
I don't think hit the hit the mark that they wanted. But I agree. I think the horror elements, the things that felt scary, was mostly James Wan. But then I think that you can tell when Blum, I think Blumhouse is a weaker horror visionary, in my opinion, than James Wan and the Atomic Monster stuff. In my opinion, it's, oh, it's my thought. Now, no arguments. No arguments. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I think they really, they're very, they just push out stuff so much. And, and it just doesn't, like the difference between like a, the Blum, difference between Blumhouse, say like A24, is I feel like A24 is, is, uh, is calculated with what they release and what they're doing. Uh, with this, with Blumhouse, he's like, oh, let's put this horror, let's put, let's put it out there. You know, and I think that some things, sometimes, things stick sometimes it doesn't whereas with james Wan, with the exception of like uh the nun stuff but i think james Wan in a sense knows horror and i think that you know you can you can feel when it's like you say you can feel when one yeah is, is, is yeah, that opening of. scene felt completely different than the rest of the movie so uh, that's why i believe he directed that scene because uh, no, nothing from the rest of the movie felt like that and if it had felt like that, I would have been raving about this film instead of what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's not that I hated the movie. I didn't hate it. I did, I was asked if it sucked. I said it sucked so much someone threw up outside the doors because <laughs> that is literally what happened. Yeah. Um, so the the part, like I said, if I got to give a positive, a positive about the movie, say something nice. I would say uh, I enjoy. What they did with the opening, I thought the opening was great. Uh, mm -hmm. I do think that it, it was. I enjoyed seeing uh, Wyatt Russell. Uh, yeah, yeah, I liked him. I like I like Wyatt Russell. I think that he has a future. He, I get I get his the vibes of his dad so much every time I see him. It's just like he's like a he's like a younger his dad, you know. But you know, but but he he's actually got some pretty decent acting chops. Uh, I think in this movie it doesn't display them as much. Um, yeah, but he's no, he's no Kurt. He's no Kurt Russell. He's no, no, Kurt no he's not Kurt. I mean, <laughs> but, but he's his own man. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that, that's why I respect him because he, he, he's going, he's went on record to say he doesn't want to remake any of his father's films just to put him in it. You know, he mm -hmm. wants to do his own. He's kind of like Nicolas Cage in that aspect, who had, had a famous uncle filmmaker who wanted to be his own man. I respect anyone that does that. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I, I, res I respect anybody that wants to build their own brand, than live off some other other famous relatives. I would so, tell you this about Nicholas Cage, real quick. Uh, I feel like, honestly, I would I would argue and say that Cage has surpassed uh, the Coppola family as far as like of of being famous, and being like being uh, like like yeah. like. I think Francis Ford Coppola for what he did for like Godfather and and I think he did Godfather, um, uh, and you know those type of movies. I think he did what he did, but just me personally, I prefer that I watch a Nicolas Cage film before I watch sit down watch a Coppola film or, or any other Coppola's for that matter. I'm just not a big fan of that rest of the family. Nick is nice. I like Nick. I don't really care for the rest of them. But okay, that's just me. 
No offense to the couple. But offense was taken. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah, they can have me whack, so that better stop. Um, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, I like that. I love uh, seeing Wyatt Russell in it. I like the beginning, and then, like I said, there is some moments, some editing uh, moments that I thought was really good, like with the mother cutting with watermelon, just the way the sound, the knife hits going into the the with the watermelon and cutting on the board. And you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, and then there's the uh, the uh, like I said, the scene with the little boy that went swimming where his dad, where Wyatt was like, "Hey, go swim by yourself. Uh, I'll come out and check on you or whatever." And just that whole little moment of him just swimming and and just and the board moving above him and uh, and just the, the little flap where that uh, the water goes in. Just like just in the coins going into the water, I thought that I thought that was really good, really good stuff. Uh, but that's then, uh, so that's what I like. Uh, before I get into what I didn't like, Brandon, what do you like? I thought they really did, they did do a good job with the water scenes when it was the horror aspect of it of the film. Uh, I thought they did. They had some really nice camera angles with the water. Um, I, I did like the the chopping of the watermelon. Um, let's see, uh, I'm trying to really think what I really liked about you're it. Trying to, you're trying to grab from somewhere. I, I really am trying to. Um, I got one one aspect I will say I did like the little boy. He's swimming by himself and he's talking to that little girl, and he gets grabbed, kind of like Pennywise would grab somebody. Um, and so at this point, I thought, okay, maybe this is going to be like a ghost story, which is kind of what I was expecting. A ghost haunts this pool, but they went. They went. They went. Uh, what was it? Uh, with the with the with the cat. They went that route. But that's yeah, they, stupid. They did. They did. They did some I, dumb things in this movie. I'm sorry. Here's the problem I have with it. I feel like it. It wanted to be too much. Mm. It, it wanted focus. to be too many films. It wanted to be too many films. Too many yes. different things. It wanted to be this ghost story they were trying to tell, but it also wanted to be this, uh, this haunting of this pool, you know, this entity that also possesses you, which is pretty much any supernatural film today. <laughs> but um, but when it's 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 trying to possess the father, it just takes you back to Amityville Horror. I mean, it just does. It it followed beat from beat that remake, as you said. Beat for beat. Also, also uh, followed what was it? Uh, uh, um, Poltergeist was it Poltergeist two, where the father drank the worm, and and becomes like violent with his family. Remember that scene in Poltergeist two? No. Uh, with your dude, uh, your, your dude. I know Poltergeist. Craig. You know Craig? Yeah, Craig T. Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't Craig remember Craig the sequel as much. I remember the first yeah. one more. Um, the scene where he he has some tequila and he and he, and but there's like a a parasitical type of ghostly worm that is in it, and he drank the worm, and the worm then uh, he starts gagging and stuff like that. But it kind of turns into like this. He didn't turn to a monster, but he just becomes like like imagine an alcoholic crazed father and yeah. starts trying. To, go through and destroy his family and kill his family and stuff like that. But then like finally 
he has to gag out this worm or something like that. I vaguely remember this, but essentially, this same thing happened in this movie. Yeah, that that so I think they just watched uh, uh, what Amityville Horror and Poltergeist Two and things like that, and said Insidious Two, Insidious Two, and uh, and even Pet Cemetery. Let's throw some of that in there. Uh, they 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 watched some stuff and said, "What can we make?" But what if it's a swimming pool <laughs> instead of an ancient engine? What if yeah. it's yeah? I think it should have stayed in the ni- in 1992 because that's where the film opens. I think it should have yeah. stayed in that era because I feel like the concept works for something that's in the past than it does today. Yeah. It feels like an 80s, early 90s concept, uh, but you know, you put it in today. And I kind of got confused because I didn't see it said present time or anything. I, I was in 1992. And I was like, oh, we're going to be in the 90s. Then mm-hmm. the kids had their cell phones. I did like the kids. Though. I would say I, I liked the boy more. I, I thought the brother and sister had a nice little relationship. Um, I wish they would have evolved that a little bit more. But, you know, they and, didn't. And the things I thought was dumb. I just think about it. Marco Polo scene is dumb. It's absolutely dumb. Open your eyes. If they ain't answering you, open your eyes. Don't just keep playing the game talking about Marco, Marco, Marco. You know, uh, open your eyes, see what's going on. Uh, see, that works for the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Concept. That's why it should have stayed there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's why, like, we, me and you spoke about, uh, like, so, uh, Summer of 84, what made that movie work so much is it knew the, it knew the era in which it was, it was, it was taking place in. And stuck to his gun, and made it ultra realistic as to what would happen in this situation. It wasn't like, um, oh yeah, the good guy's gonna win at the end. No, there's consequences for your actions. Messing with a, a serial killer or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that, that's what made that great. Um, I think that the people in this, um, I think the people in this movie. Uh, it's just like so. It's it was oh my goodness! It's just like the moment that the father starts acting possessed, not just getting possessed, but starts acting like addicted to the swimming pool and wants to get back into the water all the time. I, I kind of started losing interest. I was like, I know where. Okay, I, I see where this is going. And yeah. then, and then when the mother starts like, and it's always the mother in these movies. It's always the mother that starts investigating. What's going on? Like you said, insidious. You mentioned you hit it, the, the hammer right on the nail right on the head. Uh, it's for beat for beat. It was the mother in the city is to start noticing yeah. something's going on here with my kids. Let you know, let's not do this. You know, let's get out of the house. Let's do this. Let's, you know, uh, so it's just like it's like it's like <laughs> nice whim looked up at James Wise paper <laughs> without you know. And then, like, copied what James Bond did, and uh, but painted it up and presented to James Bond. And he was like, "I'm gonna get paid regardless." So go ahead. Yeah, I. It definitely feels like he his name is on on the title. You know, it, it like you know how they say he produced it, but it doesn't feel like it was actually produced. You know, it's kind of like the Conjuring films. They say James Wan produced. 
They just use his name, kind of like how they did what Wes Craven back in the day. Yeah, well, yeah, Wes, Wes mainly. Yeah, I don't really think James Wan was there, other than I really believe he shot that first scene, but I don't really think he was there. He, he probably was there money wise. Yeah, uh, you know, like it looks like with all the producers, the first name producer or executive producer is Michael Clear. Uh, the first name producer is Jason Bloom, the Blum. Uh, then co producer James Moran, Moran, uh, line producer Scott Putman, uh, executive producer Justin Scott, and then uh, some other people. But the last person that's on there is not executive producer, but is producer is James Wan. So I think that James Wan was low, low on the totem pole of having something to do with it. Like, like yeah. uh, I, I, I could see where, yeah, I would love to know if he did direct that first scene. Uh, there's some things that felt like one, but then, like, there's parts of the movie that you could tell uh, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I say he was more involved with Imaginary than he is with this one. Mm. What was your, what's some of your, uh, your pet peeves of, of, well, just other than just uh, following beat to beat the other movies that we've seen before, <laughs> uh, I, I, one thing I would say when the, the mother goes visits the the original mother, the little girl that drowns at the beginning, that whole scene just it it was so bad. Like it, I wanted to laugh out loud at how bad it was, um, especially when the the that, the mother's eyes. He turned black. Yeah. It's just as soon as I seen the water bubbling with the like the little fountain she has in her living room, I'm like, oh, that's the water from the pool. The first thought I had, that's the water from the pool. Um, yeah, it's just and if you know, it felt like it was supposed to be this really tense moment, but it was laughable. A big twist. And a big, it's supposed to be a big twist. Yeah, like the other, uh, you know, uh, you know, like the very first thing. With the girl reaching up for the mother, thinking she could see the mother through the water, but they come up and the mama ain't even there. Yeah. That was really good. And they they try to mirror that in one scene with the wife looking up, seeing, seeing the husband standing up there, but he wasn't there. Uh, so they try to mirror that a little bit. Uh, but I just think the movie, the movie uh, falls, so, falls apart so much. I'm surprised there wasn't a go to the library, search the computer to find out what happened here. Type of thing. See, there might have been. It, it seems like cookie cutter. It might have been that type of thing. <laughs> but yeah. No, nah, there was there wasn't that, but it, you're right. It, it, it could have been. Uh, because it, it follows suit, you know, th- those type of movies that they just copy each other. And it, it felt like copy and paste. You know, let's, yeah. let's paste what we've seen in other movies and put it in this one and just go. It's play. It's follow the formula of these types of movies, and it just it took me out of the movie because I was like, oh, I've already seen this, and I've seen it done so much better. And another movie. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, another thing that uh, I knew that I knew that this movie wasn't going to make it, or uh, was was well, I knew that uh, Wyatt Russell's character wasn't going to make it. The moment that you have your character become physically abusive to your family, you know, like, like, 
hurt, like he literally hurt his, hurt his kid, his daughter, you know, and she's trying to survive him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and it's really like very uh, traumatic. It could be traumatic for someone that gone through like type of abuse like that. See, that could be very triggering. Um, but at the moment they did that, I was like, oh, they're not, oh, he is not going to survive. There's no way he's going to survive this, you know? And, um, you know, he has to sacrifice himself. Just get the pool, ask for a sacrifice. Oh, so stupid. I'm glad they covered the pool up. It's just dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, I thought that scene was them trying to, I don't know, uh, kind of copy a quiet place. Yeah, it just didn't have the same impact. Um, now John Krasinski is a much, and I always said he's a much better actor uh, and yeah. director than uh, whoever this guy is that actually named as the director on this movie. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I've never heard of the guy that directed it. Uh, but yeah, I he's a much better actor. But I felt that's what they were going for. You know, they they wanted to get sympathy for for his character and kind of like how. John got sympathy for his, but no. you felt connected to that family. Still you more don't his, really, you don't really feel connected to this family. No, not at all. Not at all. Like not one of the uh, the only family member I felt connected to was the kid, the little boy. I, yeah. Honestly, um, but yeah, I just think that you know. Then, like, hey, let me ask you: Did you think for about two seconds that that muscly dude was the rock for like two seconds? They got in the swimming oh, pool. No, 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 I didn't. I was, thinking, I was like, is that is that Dwayne? You know, I just like, I was like, what is, what's going on? But no, I just like, it seemed like just, and it was very jarring. It's like a big muscle they do just gets in the pool. He's like, who is this guy? Do you live, who, how does he live in the neighborhood? Who invited him? Um, but yeah, man, uh, I think that, I think the movie uh, falls short of uh trying to it's not it's it's crazy because last year we got such uh gym with banging mm-hmm. like it, january least is just typically bad movies like yep. you don't remember towards the end of the year you forget that they even existed um but megan was one of those that you're like oh i won't forget now was there the other things that came out post megan that i liked more yes absolutely uh Screen six, me or whatever. Uh, but, um, but, uh, but, but, but you still remember that one. With this one, this movie is forgettable. Like I can go oh. ahead and this is gonna be on my worst list, unless there's ten other things or nine other things or ten other things that come up that is more this worse. I don't know. I mean, right now it's the worst film of the year for me. But I, at the end of the day, will it be? As much as crap as I watch, probably not. But because uh, I'll probably watch the the Mickey Mouse horror film, and I'll probably watch uh, the uh, who is it, Honey, uh, the, Winnie the Pooh sequel. Uh, I'll probably watch it just to add it on my worst films. I like my score's not going to be good for this, but I don't feel it's going to be one of the worst films of the year. I just feel yeah. they fell short. Yeah, I feel they had an interesting concept. They started off strong. And they just started to lose themselves the further they went. And yeah. it's just, it's it's a January release. Now, I'm not going to say I was 
blown away by the trailer. I thought it looked interesting, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know. If it's, I, I like the concept, but nothing about it screamed that like this was going to be Megan. Yeah, I think that I agree with you as far as like, um, I think what James Wand is like, yeah, we we are um, contractually obligated to work together again for like a couple of movies. Uh, and so, yes, I'm going to be a producer on this movie. Um, but go ahead. But my main focus is on imagining, <laughs> you know, because I got to have this one be like, I don't know if it's both Blumhouse and uh, Atomic Monster, uh, but I'm not sure. Do you know? Yeah, it is. It is. It is still. It's, a, it's both of them. Both studios. Yeah, it's both. Uh, I they signed the contracts. Um, it went official this year, but I. They've been talking since last year that they were going to do multiple movies together. So, uh, I just feel James wasn't hands on in this movie. I just feel he was more focused. Well, whatever he's directing and probably imaginary because that feels. Very it, much uh, like James uh, Wan. Jeff Wadlow is directing Imaginary. Um, but uh, let's see. Producers. Oh, shoot. Main uh, co producer. Producer Jason Blum again. Uh, oh, yeah. Appleton, uh Paige Pemberton. Ryan Turek again. There is no James Wan on this movie. Really? Uh, Uso, Jeff Wadlow, and then DeWanda Wise, a, a lady named DeWanda Wise. Uh, so it's not Atomic Monster in Blumhouse production? No, it looks like it's a Blumhouse film. Hmm, uh, yeah, it says from Blumhouse. Yeah, so it's not, no James Wan. This is Blumhouse and Lion Gate. That's interesting, because it, it looks like it's going to be in the same universe as Megan, honestly. From yeah. what I've seen, uh, but it kind of shocks me. It shocks yeah. me. Yeah, I didn't know it. Uh, I'm trying to see if James got anything coming out. Um, here, here, uh, well, he just did Aquaman, he was producing for that. Uh, he's executive producer for Saw 10. I'm sure he's gonna be executive producer for Saw 11 that's coming out later this year, but he don't yeah. have anything to do with those. That's just money. <laughs> That's just, yeah. just money for him. That's just money. That's his carpenter bag. That's his carpenter bag. Um, but yeah. Which is, which is what he does. He starts something and he moves on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I don't see. Yeah. Literally, he, he's a director on Aquaman and Malignant. The last thing he did was Malignant. Um, yeah, no one. Uh, so maybe he's he's waiting for a better a better product project uh, to come along. Um, yeah. But uh, so anyway, I think this movie was it's not trash, but it's but it's it's not great. It's not even it's not even good. It's, no, it's, it's it had moments. It's, so, it does have a couple moments. Uh, yeah. it's, I can't say it's okay either, but it's yeah. it has moments. 
that it has, you know, it has moments, uh, but it, ultimately it just falls short. They they just copy and paste what we've already seen and try. There to will be there be a t-shirt their, for us, by the way. Copy and paste. <laughs> no, not copy and paste. This movie has moments. This movie has moments. I mean, it did have moments. I, I do like the. Of course, I've seen that before in another movie too, with the pool cover. Yeah, working on its own. I mean, we've seen that before, but I, I, I thought they did a good job. But with the mom, I think it's the mom, or maybe it was the, the daughter. I, I really don't remember. Was swimming, and all mm-hmm. these other victims are with yeah. with her. Um, yeah. I like that shot. I thought it was beautifully done. Um, that and the openings, what I really liked the best. You know what would have been cool? angles. So, because rem- I remember being a kid going swimming. Uh, T.C. Cherry, Sam Bollinger specifically. I remember going swimming and being in the uh, being in the uh, pool side where I could still feel my, feel my feet on the on the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, like when you start to drift off into like the deeper end, and you all of a sudden don't feel your feet. Yeah, you, you just feel like just more water. <laughs> it's the scariest feeling, especially when you're not really that capable of swimming at that point. It's it's a very scary sensation. If they if been something, if they would have did something with that, uh, that would have been a really cool uh, like type of scene in the movie um, where you know you, you don't, you're, he doesn't know like he's starting to drift off into the deep end. Um, yeah, it's just like but it's, the movie lacks. Originality. Yeah, the personality. It has, it has, it has identity, identity issues. It thinks it's, like we said, it thinks it's insidious. It thinks it's, uh, Poltergeist 2. It thinks it's uh, all these other types of films. But it, but, but it's not. That's, no, it's, it's just, not. It's not. What it should, in my opinion, is what it should have done was instead of taking a haunting here or, a demonic presence, whatever you want to call it, I think there should have been some type of monster that was hiding underneath it. I think it would have been mm. a much better theme uh, instead of what we got. But you know, it, it should have been set in 1992. This is what should, they should have done. They should have uh, instead of it being like an ancient, like mystic water source, a spring, or whatever. What, and that subplot was dumb too. But what if they you, you either focus on the cursing or focus on the blessing? You can't focus on both. Um, but uh, but what they should have did is had the um, the pool. Like, what if somebody back in the old days killed someone and to cover up their bodies, like he was serial killer or something like that, cover up the bodies, he put them in a, a grave. But then put a swimming pool over their bodies, yeah, and get rid of the evidence. Um, and uh, and so you're literally swimming on a grave, you know. Um, but then again, you immediately think, well, it's poltergeist because remember they're digging a grave, they're digging yeah. a pool in the backyard. But there was there was the house was built on top of a burial ground, you know, the body. Um, That's why yeah. I like just making a monster movie. At that point, I mean, it's not. Yeah. You, you think it's a haunted or a curse, but really, there's some monster living underneath it. 
It would be. I, I think there have been better concepts, especially if it's a monster that kind of messes with your psyche, and that's part yeah. of his thing to make you see things, to lure you in. Like the boat, the kid sees the boat going in the water, and uh, in reality, what it is is something that this boss, this monster has been is able to mimic and create to lure you in, like like kind of like Pennywise. Yeah, or, or kind of like that fish. You know, the fish that has the light. Of the okay. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it lures other smaller fish and stuff to the light so it can yeah. eat it. So what if it has like little things like it kind of picks up on what you like in order to lure you in? And it's this evolutionary process. It's how it evolves um, and survives, um, you know. So that would have been a more, much more interesting concept. I've been more apt to see that, actually. That's the more I think about it. I'd rather see that. It's a great movie. It's a five-star movie. That concept. <laughs> but we didn't get that. We got let's rip off every other supernatural haunting film that's came out in the last 20, 30 years. <laughs> that's what like, we I, it's kind of what I thought we were going to be getting anyway, uh, just because it was a January release. Mm-hmm. These typical films don't do well. Um, yeah. Creatively, I, I that- they don't do well. In January, so you know, um, it, it is what it is. I mean, I know it made your list for most anticipated, so I kind of feel bad for you because yeah, you were really looking forward to seeing it. I was just, yeah. it's a new movie. I hadn't been in yeah. theaters in a while, so why not? That, I had it pretty high on my list too, didn't it? Um, I, if memory is correct, I want to say it was number twenty. Okay. Nine twenty-eight, something like that. That's not bad. I, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I'm trying to see what else is planning on coming out here. here so, um, yeah, want to go ahead and give it the uh, want to give it our stores or mark. Yep. All right. So I give this movie a whopping. One and a half marks out of five. Uh, I give it it (laughs) because uh, there was I floated between that and just giving it two because I did like some of the horror. Yeah, okay, I might go and get it. I like some of the horror elements in it. Some of the uh, scary scenes in it was kind of kept me like not really. On the edge of my seat, but it just like did it, it 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 did it did its job as far as like piquing my interest. But those moments was few and far between to keep my interest. Uh, and yeah. I think ultimately it failed to do what it wanted to do, which mm-hmm. was leave me leaving at the movie theater like, oh man, I can't wait to see where else they go with this. I wish they make another. You know, I was like good riddance. When I yeah. walked in the theater. So that's where I land on it. Yeah, for me, I give it a two. Uh similar reasons. Uh, I was I wasn't bored watching it. So that's 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 props for them. They it didn't bore me. Um but it, it didn't wow me either, other than that opening scene and a couple other shots. Um it wasn't very fleshed out character wise. Um uh, creatively, it just wasn't a very original story. They just 
copied a lot of people. So I, I don't, I can't go above a two for those reasons. It, it just, I thought Wyatt was good in the movie for what he was able to muster out of a, I think a bad script. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't think anyone did a bad job acting wise. It is, it's creatively, I have, it's a creative difference here. Uh, Storytelling wise, it just didn't live up to its potential. Because I, I believe there is potential there with this story. It just didn't live up to it. it, it I think it's you know, like a lot of heads in the pot. It's what yeah. it feels like. And I think you had a lot of studio execs probably making calls like, hey, no, let's do this instead. Let's do this instead. Let's do this. What about this? You know? Uh, and that's where, when, I don't know, man. Yeah. That's where it fell short. Um, and I expect a lot of YouTubers probably ripped this to shreds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell from the thumbnails they're looking like bored and like, oh god. Well, I didn't even, I didn't even look because I didn't want to be influenced. No, I didn't look at afterwards. I looked at afterwards. I was like, let because I knew where my thoughts was. But I was curious to see what other people think. Then they kind of pointed out some things. Like, yeah, yeah. I thought I kind of thought that as well. Um, yeah. All right, so that was our review for this week. Night Swim, a haunted swimming pool movie. You never thought you'd live to see a haunted swimming pool movie? Wait till 2024 and you would have seen it. So there you go. Uh, uh, Brandon, next week, is it my pick or your pick? Well, it depends who you consider pick this. (laughs) Do you consider you pick it or? I go ahead. I started I mean, off. I you sure? Yeah. I mean, I know where I'll go next week if you say this is your pick. I'll go with another new release. Yeah, Not I'll go. I, I'll go with the I, Kevin Hart movie, but if ew. it I'll go, you, well, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that this is my pick. Yeah, okay. that's fine. Okay, I'll pick. Unless you got a problem watching it. If you got a problem, I mean, I'm just trying to help you out get as much 2024 as I can. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm trying to help you. <laughs> what's the what's the movie? Uh, Lift. It's an action com. I think it's an action comedy. It's got Kevin Hart in it. So I'm suspecting it's supposed to be comedy. Although he does look like he's playing the straight guy in this. Um, it comes on Netflix tomorrow. Okay. So, so I was uh, you know I was planning on watching it anyway. So. I wonder if it got a theatrical release anywhere. Is it just straight streaming? I would say straight stream. It might have. You, I don't know. The oh, that's right. point, you you got to have theater right after yeah, that. It's, it's got to have some type of theatrical release, whether it's in New York or L.A. or something. Uh, but that's fine. We can still do that one. Uh, I, I tell you what, let me pick next week. It's not going to be a new release. We'll, we'll just do something different. Is that so? That's fine. <laughs> no, no, we'll do yours. We'll do yours. We'll do this. We'll do yours. We'll do this. It is fine. Because if you pick next week, the following week's going to be Reacher. So, I mean. No, uh, so if I pick next week, the following week will be Reacher. Yeah, because uh, all episodes will be streaming. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah, we'll do Lyft this week, and then I'll pick some next week. Okay. From there. But what, what do we want people to do? 
Well, if you like this episode and you want to see more of the Mark Out Movie Podcast, click that like button, click that subscribe button, click that share button, follow us on Facebook. And comment. Uh, we do have uh, people commenting on our last video. I appreciate it. I responded to them on YouTube. Uh, thank you very much for... Oh, did listening. we? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, people said, well, I loved your list. It was a great, great list. They mentioned, somebody mentioned asked about, he talked about Keanu Reeves and his, where his career, where he kind of fell off a little bit and where he's at. And he, did they ask us if we've seen another movie? Uh, Hard Point or something like that. Something with Keanu. I, something, I, I don't know if it's Keanu, but I was like, I've never seen it, but maybe you have. You got to go to our YouTube channel and put a comment on the last video. Um, We're getting comments. I'm proud of you, Aaron. Yeah. You're bringing in people. See how I give what? all the credit to Aaron? <laughs> I just push all the credit towards Aaron. No, no, I give you props too. Thank no, you no, for no, no, no. I'm the no, weak no, link. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> but, uh, all right, we thank you all for listening, paying attention, watching. I hope you have a great weekend. Have an awesome Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is on Monday. It's a holiday. Remember that, people. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, Aaron Whitlow. I'm Brandon Spivey, and we have a dream. We have a dream that you will mark out with us here on the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Thank you.